Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. You don't have to hang in there for long. The social media segment that Bob does, I have one of the experts right here in the studio, for which I'm honored to have Bill Schroeder here. Hello, Bill. Welcome to WGN. Hello. Thank you for having me. And I have to say that you are not Bob Surratt. I feel a little duped right now at this point. <laughs> you were expecting Bob Surratt. Well, I'm... So it's just like uh, Dave Hennett said. It's like uh, you you walk into and expect Johnny Carson, yep. and you get David Brenner or something <laughs> like that. It's an honor to be here. Thanks, Steve. No, no. I'm no Bob Surratt. That no, would be true. No, come on. But I know do... I'm just pulling your legs. That's okay. I, it's, getting, it's getting longer and longer. <laughs> so I want to talk about social media with you. That's your expertise. What do you do? So I happen to own a digital marketing agency that focuses in the veterinary community. And as a result, I've become, over the years, a student of social media. You're one of the gurus. Well, One I, of the go-to people. I enjoy this. Space, yes. Yeah. So I went, well, is it my space? Is that still there? Yeah, very good. <laughs> yes. I see what you did there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't think anybody else did. And that's the whole point about MySpace. And that's a question, I guess. Some of these platforms come and go. It seems, though, those big ones that are here now, maybe with the exception of Twitter, which you'll tell me about in a moment, but they're not going anywhere. Right. The foundational pieces, the uh, Facebook, the meta brand, uh, Facebook, Instagram, I believe TikTok is going to leap right on top of both of those very, very soon. So that's a good question right there. So the government has said, China owns TikTok. They should go away. Are, are, is, are they going to act on that? Will TikTok really go away? I don't think that it will. I, I think that, you know, early, if you recall, during the, the Trump administration, there was a whole bunch of conflict or question around that. And Oracle stepped in and said, we are going to be the intermediary between the China-owned um, ByteDance uh, and uh, American populace, the American information that's there. I am nervous about it, to be completely frank with you. The information, what are you nervous about? Well, if you think about the information that you have to disclose when you when you sign up for a social media channel, you know, your personal identifiers, and if you think about how the uh, social media channel is mostly accessed through your mobile device, there's an association there, and then the known tracking of biometrics and things like that, it makes me a little bit nervous so how much is information that, is out there. So what does that mean in English? So I'm on TikTok. Sure. So what did they know about me? Do they know my library card number? Do they know <laughs> what do they know and what don't they know? Well, they know I could paint with a really broad brush and say they know everything right um, to the point that they know who you are. They know where you are because your phone is in your pocket uh, at all times. They know what you look like. And then based upon the fact that they admit that they understand what keystrokes are being placed into your phone, meaning the things you type. And then how long you stay on videos feed the the algorithms, particularly in TikTok, right? So it's easy for me or easy for them to know who I am. And then because you, Dave, and I are in the studio here together, we can we are associated with each other because of proximity of our devices. Mm -hmm. So they can tell that you and I are often together. They they were often together at veterinary meetings, mm -hmm. correct? Yes. So they, that is some of the way 
that the algorithm feeds information back to us. And that troubles me a little bit. Right? So is there a little old lady that's sitting down looking at every individual person no. saying, you were there, you were there. I mean, what do they do with this information? Do they really care? Well, it is uh, sold to us for a refined experience, right? So that when you are getting information that's fed to you, it's, it's appropriate, right? I bet your feed is full of cat Yes. Related issues. Yes. Veterinary related yes. issues. And media related issues. Yes. Okay. Because those are the things you're interested in, right? Now, when you turn the corner and you look at other things, meaning they can feed you information that they want to feed you, they can feed you advertisements that they'd like to feed you, and then they can direct groups of people in certain ways to be subjected to very targeted information. And that's what gets me a little bit scared, right? And then when you compile a database of that information up and combine it with other sources, it can be. I don't want to be doomsday or, you know, conspiracy theorist by any means. But, uh, you know, if I were to say that it doesn't make me a little bit nervous, I'd be uh, pulling your leg. Okay. Well, again, you're pulling my leg. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to know more about Twitter. And I also want to talk about the politics of social media and Politicians pay attention. We're going to have Dr. Willie Wilson on. He's running for mayor. Sure. And, of course, he is in social media. All of the many candidates for mayor are. So we'll talk about that, which comes first, what they promote to us or the other way around. We will talk about all of that. Steve Dale for Bob Serrata and WGN. It is 749. Bill Schroeder is in the studio. Who is he, you ask? He is a social media expert is that a fair way to... I, I always get nervous, you know, with that word, right? Because it changes so fast, and I feel like I'm Social running Social media yeah, does, or yeah. you do? Well, both. You're wearing the same clothes as when you came in. You mm-hmm. didn't change. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. It changes quick. So I want to ask you about... Uh, yeah, we had uh, Dr. Juliet Spellman on, a psychiatrist, Northwestern Medicine, Lake Forest Hospital. We were talking about depression and suicide at this time of year, greater than any other time of year. And I have a texter here wondering this, depression and social media, are they interrelated to me, says the texter? That's the elephant in the room. I think it's a great question. I agree with you. It's a great question, and I'm not going to try to position myself as an expert in mental health, but I can tell you that my personal opinion is that I'm worried about the generation that grew up in social media. It's one of those situations where, you know, the term catfishing existed before, right? Where, Mm -hmm. you know, online and in chat rooms, you had people that were dating and pretending to be other people. And then, you know, they'd show up and it would be a different person. It's quite possible in many scenarios that people are catfishing the entire world about their their entire lives. I've got two young daughters, well, one 26 and, and one uh, 20. Well, one's right here in the studio. Yeah, Lily's she's sitting right behind me. How old is she? Uh, Lily's 20. Young? Yes. Well, I guess that's all relative. <laughs> and, you know, she's grown up her entire life in social, and she has certainly expressed her concern about other people in the world not being real. And so you never know what you're seeing and the, the ability to manipulate something that, you know, that started with an image, right? Where you could lighten up an image so that the photo looked better mm-hmm. has now turned into a situation where someone can alter their complete appearance 
and then appear to be something that is unachievable unachievable by others right yeah and when you start thinking about the impact that they can that can have on young minds and you know older minds like mine you know it's <laughs> it's pretty significant well that and uh when when maybe lily or some other people post on ig yeah don't i sound hip yeah instagram and and instantly receive five thousand likes that makes them feel good but exactly. if they only receive two likes well over and over, people actually live and die by that of a certain age, or I guess of any age. Yeah, there there are studies out there, and again, I'm, I don't want to pretend to be you know someone that I'm not, but there are studies out there that that uh, talk about a release of endorphins and a, a true pleasure. Uh, you know, you receive pleasure from the validation of people you don't even know. So it's a concern to me. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Twitter. Oh, yeah. We talked about the economy in 2022 earlier in the show and what yeah. a roller coaster that's been, but mostly downhill. Might one say the same about Twitter? I don't know what the heck is going to happen. I would say that another... And do we care? Why do we care? I really don't care. I don't participate in it. I believe that Twitter is an echo chamber. Um, we talked during the break about you know politics a little bit and about how political candidates have utilized Twitter uh, especially to get a message out there. It's really interesting to me, though, that it's, in my opinion, an echo chamber, right? What do you mean by that? It's, it's very rare because, well, first off, because of algorithms that exist and their desire to feed information that aligns with your interests, it can be dangerous because you're only listening to the things that you are interested in. And if you're interested in, you know, being a contrarian of sorts and an opposing viewpoint, you're not going to get it very often in social media or on Twitter. And then when we start talking about what's going on with the First Amendment, right, Mm -hmm. and the power that a single person can have to limit or throttle back the communications from a group or to a group, that gets me very concerned. So I want to follow up on that a little bit, and we have about three minutes here, so... Dr. Willie Wilson, mayoral candidate, will be on the show soon. But for anyone ever running for public office, they now have social media accounts. Their intent is to impact, obviously, to get votes. However, it's more than that. And which comes first, the public or you know what I'm asking? Yeah, I don't know which comes first, but I can tell you that Pew Research did a study that said that of social media participants, 24% of participants will clearly identify their uh, political views and will post about those things on social media. And then if you look further in that study, uh, they have said that of all those social media participants, 64% of those that are involved think that it has a negative effect on democracy. Now, my issue here, and I don't want to be like all naysay because I think it's a wonderful thing. I've made my living in the world of digital marketing and social media. I just want to caution everyone. Now, from a political uh, candidate standpoint, you have to be there. I just really wonder how much crossover you're going to get. Like, if So I you're said, already preaching to the choir is what you're saying? I believe so. I wonder how many, you know, what tweet it would take to cause one of your deep-seated values to change. 
how what the frequency and how much you would tolerate a, a, a an opposing view. You know, how much would it take for you to turn the tide of a of a very established point of view? Mm-hmm. And and that that has me wonder. It's just. It, but it, how about for people that are undecided? I, I totally right. Yeah. And I believe those people uh, come from a position of an open mind where they're standing and they're deliberately subscribing to two different viewpoints. And I love that. I try to do it myself. You know, in in, a, in the media, I look at far left and far right, and I I divide my day. And I and I listen to both angles. Do you think social media gets too much blame for the divisiveness that truly is going on right now? I don't think that it gets enough blame, actually. Hmm. I think that it is exactly what's going on, and people need to be aware. It's an awesome tool. It's great to get messages across and to share uh, things uh, across, whether it be business to consumer or consumer to consumer or just personally. I think it's awesome, but we need to be aware of what's really going on. But there are upsides, you know. Um, sure. During the pandemic, my uh, wife in particular, but our entire family, was able to still communicate with uh, her 98-year-old aunt who lives out of town. And she's sharp enough to be on Facebook. So she sees all the pictures of the grandkids and everyone else in the family, great-grandkids in her case. That's a good thing, right? Amen. And yeah. if you think about how quickly we could spread good information out there and how you know your friend dr fauci and <laughs> all of the all of the uh the team that was getting accurate information out there we would have never been able to share it as efficiently within right. minutes you can reach millions bill schroeder your website again it's in keep touching them in okay. you are great thank you so very much happy new year thanks for having me steve thank you